4: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on
5: v Welcome back in, everybody. Our number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben Wilson. In for Patrick Maher from Las Vegas, our Circus Sportsbook Studios, Michael Lombardi with us from the East Coast and a lot of line movement, Michael, as we've watched a lot of weather forecasts and injury reports start to take shape. A big one, though, is in South Florida, and it's the first time you're back on since the Green Bay Packers. Looked very impressive in a 24-12 win Monday night over the L.A. Rams. Packers getting a ton of market support now from a six-point favorite placeholder line for Miami before the Monday night game down to four pretty much everywhere. Packers convincing enough to you, Michael, to, to warrant the big move in their direction?
6: Were you convinced? I mean, I'm no, watching I the game. I mean, it's 10-6 to 6 at the half, and they had the drive to start the second half. That They are off the field on three plays, and they got that defensive holding call. I mean, Sean Hockley was going to make damn sure he was involved in the game, right? I mean, both teams had three three first downs by penalties, but that one was huge because the Rams had sacked Rodgers and were off the field, and they were going to get the ball back. Look, I, I kind of felt like, You know, the Baker Mayfield that I watched early in the season showed up. He didn't show up in Los Angeles against the Raiders, but, man, he showed up in this game. Hesitant to throw the football, you know, kind of holding it, didn't really make throws, got sacked. You know, throws for what? What did he throw for, like, what, 84 yards when he added the sack? 111, technically. Well, when he added the sacks, sacks, it's a net of 84 yards. I mean, so, like, seriously, he averaged 3.6 per play. And the Rams, I, I thought I, I thought the Rams ran the ball effectively against them. I really did. I was surprised that the Rams were able to run. Now they lose Brian Allen in the game, then they lose the other receiver. I mean, this Ram team is is bad, but the you know, to me, I, I think ultimately this'll be a hard game for the Packers because I think if the weather's gonna be fine, I mean it's gonna be fifty three degrees, maybe light rain, which might help them, but they're going to have to control the ball. This Miami defense, I think, is really the weakness of their team. Miami, they can't play yeah. man-to-man. They can't play man-to-man. They struggle to stop the run consistently, and they're not, a, they're not great at getting rush on the passer. So Rodgers is going to need to read these young receivers, I think, to win the game.
5: Just from the Miami offensive perspective, it's an offensive group that ranks about fifth overall in, in total efficiency on the season. The Green Bay Packers have faced three top-ten efficiency offenses this year in Buffalo, Philadelphia, and Detroit. And in those three games, Michael, have been 29th in yards per game allowed, tied for 28th in yard per play allowed. And Joe Barry's defensive scheme has, has essentially been, we're just going to drop everybody back, play in soft coverage, and just sort of hope that a mistake is made in front of us, which when you're facing elite offenses is usually not a very optimal path for success. So I don't see how they're slowing down Miami whatsoever, and that's what you have to do if you're believing in Green Bay to cover the game and get get a line move down from six now inside of five down to four here.
6: Well, I, I think what you're trying to do is, you know, when I break down this game and I look at my numbers and and I see it. I mean, these. I actually thought this line was going to be really a high. I thought it was going to be at six, and then when I ran my numbers on the day, I was shocked at, at how close the game was in terms of where my numbers are and where the Packers is relate to it. I, I have this as a, I have this as a four point five game, and the lines at four. But what I what I was surprised was was the game codes. Like when you break down this Miami team for all the conversation that we have about how great they are on offense and their explosiveness, and they are. There's no denying it. But when we when you break them down, you know, they're 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 really good in points per play, right? They're really good in that area. And they they're really good in in, in their in their ability to make that explosive play but when you break down their defense my lord they're just not good enough on defense they can't stop you on third down they can't they can't points per play the fourth quarter all those areas they seem to fall apart and i think that's really what kills them
5: and it's a big reason why the market has gone very much to the over 46 and a half for a lot of the placeholder look ahead numbers 49 and a half down market wide for green bay and miami this is a sunday game down in south florida at least on the Green Bay offensive front, the Monday night game, first time since week two, Packers had receivers one through four healthy and active. And the first time combined with that, that the top yeah. two running backs and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon were both healthy. So there is a case to be made that a healthy co- cohesion based offensive line as well for Green Bay is at least in a position now. Well, they get backari back.
6: Now will they get him back from the appendectomy? I mean, I think that's gonna be key going down to Miami. I think that's gonna mm-hmm. be key playing on the road, right?
5: Oh, no question. And with having, yeah, using the kind of shuffling, uh, sh- you know, music, musical chairs, essentially, Eldon Jenkins has had to move over. Uh, looking at the latest injury report, hasn't nothing has been, since everybody's in walkthroughs to start the week, I have not seen anything definitive on Bakhti- Bakhtiari, but missing the last couple games uh, with the appendectomy. That would be, yes, yeah, certainly a big addition. I, I don't know how much you can really rely on that, though, if you're looking to make a bet right now. He, he's been a guy who's been in and out all season, even yeah. when he's been active. Counting on him to play a full sixty minutes, I don't. I don't think is probably wise.
6: You know, so when I when I tr- when I look at my lines and then I go to my game codes, which I try to find a variance in those, right? I thought I would see a variance in this one with Miami being more favored. But of the nineteen categories that I break down every week in terms of what I think goes towards winning, you know, both of these teams, both of these teams are in the top twelve and six of those categories. Both of them are, and both of them are in the bottom eight. In, in, in the in the in the in the uh, in the other areas, so that this is a very very close game. This is to me a very close game, and when it's this close and the lines a little bit above three and a half, I think you got it. Even though I don't I, I, on surface, I say take Miami. It looks like they'll mm-hmm. because what I saw against against the Rams wasn't impressive. I thought the Rams could run. The Rams just don't have enough players. I, I think Miami could, but I think this game will be a lot closer than my numbers. Uh, My numbers say it's going to be a lot closer than my eyes say.
5: It sounds, And it sounds, too, like the issues with Miami, it is solely based really on the defense, whereas you hear a lot of the general narrative on, well, Tua Tagovailoa as an offense quarterback, you know, they're really not as good as we thought. I have to say, he had to be pretty impressed with the showing against the top 10 defense on the road in Buffalo on a third straight road game. That doesn't appear to be the issue whatsoever, yet that is sort of the general narrative like, oh, we're just seeing a regression to the mean on, on Tua and the Dolphins. that you feel the same way on that?
6: Well, I, I kind of felt like, you know, they were fortunate the way the game went, you know, in terms of the weather, right? They to, they, it was cold, no and, he, and he made throws. But, you know, the third down throw over to the sideline, there was a couple throws that I thought – you know, especially that third-down throw where they had to punt the ball back to Buffalo. I didn't think Buffalo played their best game. Buffalo, to me, got into a lot of trouble in this game because they they couldn't stop the run and nickel. And the guy who stopped the run the best for Buffalo was 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 Mike McDaniel. He stopped running it. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean he up. stopped running it. You know, and so because he stopped running it, uh, uh, you know, I think that he lost. I mean, they had 15 rushes in the first half. They had 11 in the second half, and they had the lead.
5: 188 rushing yards, and that's despite taking, taking uh, the offensive strategy and moving more toward the pass late in the game. Uh, Miami, 405 yards. He can't – I wrestling. mean,
6: for a guy that's a run game guy, he couldn't – he started to get into this, like, you're running the ball. Keep running it. Keep – keep because Josh Allen, the more at-bats you give Josh Allen, he's going to eventually get to you. You dominate the third quarter. You know, you had four three-and-outs in the third quarter. Now, you say that, that's impressive. I think it's ridiculous. You shouldn't have four three-and-outs. You should only give Buffalo the ball twice in the in the third quarter, not four times. You're giving them too many at-bats. You're right. giving them way too many at-bats.
5: We'll see how it works out now uh, this week. Again, market totally toward Green Bay. Remember, Green Bay 31st against the run for the majority of the year out of the 32 they NFL They can't play
6: teams. run defense. No They way. can't play run defense even when they know what the run is coming at them. I mean – You know, and so like they're going to encourage Miami to run the ball. I think what you're going to see out of teams playing Miami moving forward is a little bit like the Kansas City game plan when Tyreek Hill was there. We're going to encourage you to run the ball, and and we're and we get the sense that your coach gets bored with run plays. You know, and so like Andy Reid, he gets tired of running the ball. So okay, I'll start. And then then once there's no passes to throw because we're playing coverage.
5: It's a very interesting cat and mouse because Green Bay knows they can't stop the run. Yet, as you say, it makes sense to try to encourage Miami to get away from a, a very, very pass-heavy system where they know they can have explosive plays uh, up, up and down the park on you. How will that play out? Uh, anybody's guess. I'm still not as is the, the Wisconsinite here on the show, Michael. I'm still not sold on. Uh, on oh, I'm Green
6: not sold on the Packers at, at all, Big Daddy. My but, uh, cousin's not sold on me either. He thinks it's a joke. You. I'm not surprised. I congratulated big Daddy him isn't, with the uh, big win, and he he was like, "Are you kidding me?" Uh, oh, look, I, I thought they played better in the kicking game. They returned the ball really well, yeah. you know, but there's a lot of mistakes that they still make. And they don't – and, and Rodgers, look, like I said, if they don't get that defensive holding call, I mean, the Rams' offense is, is as bad as it – I mean, can the Rams win another game?
5: I mean, seriously. Uh, we're already, already looking at the, uh, the updated market this week. Denver has moved to a – think about this. Denver with Brett Ripid potentially a quarterback, two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Against the Rams on Christmas Day. Oh, I mean, I think
6: Denver's second. defense will smother Baker. Yeah. I mean, or they'll not. smother Baker. He's I mean, surprised. where's he going to throw the football? I mean, you know, and, and I think Russell Wilson is going to play. I really do. I think it'd be surprising if he didn't play. Now the one thing you got to give the Rams credit for and I think that wasn't really talked about on the broadcast was they're run, they' run they are one of the best red zone teams in football that's the reason the scores they've been able to hang in these games that's why they have they've been able to cover because they've been able to but the Packers you know the Packers threw for 15 first downs in that game they were able to make the plays that they had and they were only in nine third downs in the game which to me is critical
5: at home Broncos at, quote unquote at Chargers at Seahawks four and 13. Seems pretty reasonable for a Ram team. That would that would be the worst ever record for a defending oh, Super Bowl champion. Already so tied bad. the '99 Broncos' earliest team to get I mean, eliminated. You know, we
6: gotta watch him on Thanksgiving. We gotta watch him on Christmas Day.
5: You know. Yeah, I mean, have is sort. of, You know, you could always uh, flip on to the old NBA, Michael. I know you. Lo- I know you love. No, that. I'm not
6: watching that. Are you kidding me? Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm just I mean, come on. Right. Are you watching that four NBA games? No, here's games? the thing. Watch the that we have three bad NFL games on Christmas Day. Not not compelling NFL games. Here's what you do. They'll you, still they'll still kill the ratings.
5: They no, they absolutely will. You, you what you do is you open up your your Christmas present from Big Daddy, which will be a lot of cheese curds, I would assume. And you eat all those at once after the Packer game, and you go into like a mini food coma, you wake up for the fourth quarter. I'll
6: be there probably. already, yeah. I mean, I love the football games. I'm not complaining, trust I,
5: me. I know. A lot of weather still to get to. There's, we've only touched the scr- scratched the surface, really, of the weather implications for Week 16 in the NFL. We'll go to two of the biggest games with the weather implications next to get Michael's thoughts on how to approach these from a betting perspective because in Cleveland, it's the lowest total in over a decade between the Saints and the Browns. Then later on, at about uh, 1.30 on the East Coast, Harry Gagdon stops by the show.
0: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
5: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
0: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
3: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: Movies and full TV series—you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the '90s with iHeart '90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
1: From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: All right, time to talk more weather on the Lombardi Line. Back with Michael, yeah. I'm Ben, because we have to. It's the, it's the big talking point of week it's gonna 16. Cold, man. It's, it's
6: going to be cold, man. It's
5: to be cold. <laughs> Wind, yes, uh, all of the above. Saints, Browns, it's interesting. The market has actually gone toward the over now. After settling in at 31 and a half, lowest total in 14 years, and the forecast, it is uh, it is quite gnarly. I thought I saw one forecast, Michael, that was labeled as dangerous conditions in Cleveland, and when you, when you start getting the real feel of negative 21 and the gusts of over 60. I can see why you would well, think that you're way. You're
6: right there on that lake and you know yeah. and you got to, you know you know now look Andy Dalton has played in a lot of cold weather. He's played at Cleveland Stadium before so he kind of knows the terrain and knows what he's dealing with. But those gusts that come up, I mean, we've seen it. You know, you've got to like that you got to like the Browns just because they can run the ball, but can the Saints run it? The Saints, you know, last week actually looked better. They turned the ball over again, which is they've been prone to do all season. Uh, that that game with Atlanta, they probably should have covered. They turned the ball over in the red zone. They had a chance to get more points at the end of it. But this will be a hard game for the Saints. I mean, they went into Pittsburgh. They scored ten points a couple about five weeks ago in Pittsburgh. Their, their offense is going to struggle in this really bitterly cold game. I, I think that under when you sit there, to me, when people give you the under at thirty-one and a half, right? You're saying to yourself, the score is it's if it's seventeen fourteen, you mm-hmm. don't cut. You know, it's under if it's twenty to fourteen, you do. Like, I think you have to look at that and kind of picture the game in your head and see how it kind of plays out you know when I when I watch the brownies I, I just see them having a good first drive I mean even even last week when they played Baltimore I mean it was 13 to three it's a 16point game I mean the week before they played they played uh Cincinnati it was what 23 to 10 that's a 33point game and that's with no weather
5: 32 and a half now that's it's a good thing to think about as betters don't just apply like the raw number say okay what is what is the logical score line here how could this actually take place i think a lot of bettors are looking at this and saying okay 31 and a half i get that it's horrible weather that's just too low for an nfl game in the year uh, 2022 but it's
6: not i mean the week before there
5: it's 13 to 3 that's 16. exactly and that's but that's the point we're making like don't just look at it and say okay well by the number that is an insanely low uh, proposition but keep in mind that it's gonna be hard
6: let me say this At 30-mile-an-hour gusting winds, it will be damn near impossible to throw the ball. Why? Because you don't have to play the deep ball, especially if the offense is going into the wind, right? So if the offense is going into the wind and that wind is gusting, so you're like a center fielder who can play shallow, you know, knowing the hitter's not going to hit it over your head. So now all of a sudden the the field becomes condensed. And let me tell you something, it's hard to catch – you think it was hard to hit Phil Negro in his prime with that knuckleball? It's hard to catch a ball that's fluttering around with, with like this, especially a frozen ball. I mean, and this ball will be completely frozen, and there's no getting around it. You know, when you have temperatures like this at 8 degrees and then the wind whipping off of Lake Erie, God bless those Brown fans for going to that game.
5: Oh, no doubt about that. The last game that had similar weather conditions, I remember in Cleveland, it was 2020, Raiders went to Cleveland. It was a 16-6 game and both, right. I remember both teams were were trying a couple of field goals early, and it was just like, what, what are you doing? It, it was kind of amazing that he, Cody Parkey and Daniel Carlson actually each made two field goals in that game where you, you saw how the game plan had to change pretty quickly. And I wonder if... Well, wasn't
6: Nick Mullen the quarterback for the Browns? I mean, that, no, that,
5: that was a Mayfield. Mayfield was 12 of 25 for 122. Okay. Carr was, I'm looking at the box score right now, 15 of 24 for 111. But it, But Jacobs carried 31 times for the Raiders. Uh, and, and that was a game where the Browns were without uh, Nick Chubb, and were only able to get uh, 66 rushing yards on 14 carries from Kareem Hunt. We'll just think, though, in setting personnel aside for a second, if from, from your end, like you're going ahead as a front office and coaching staff and getting ready to prepare. You know the conditions are like this. I mean, I'd have to think it changes so much just from the general play calling and game strategy when, when you know that this is the weather three days out in advance.
6: Well, because, you know, now, here's what happens. Even though we're in a league where we go for it on fourth down constantly, fourth down's in play in a a lot of situations. You know, I mean, Stefanski has fourth down in play all the time, but in in most situations, you know, you're not going to try a 50-yard field goal. I mean, I thought it was a hell of a stat they gave the other night, you know, of when – when Matt Gay went up to kick that long field goal, there's only been, like, one made over 30, under 30 degree in Green Bay. Like, that's a hard ball to kick in that weather. And then you had 25-mile-an-hour winds with freezing cold, no chance. So going into the year, Cleveland has attempted 35 fourth-down plays. 35. Okay, that's, that's more than one a game. They're mm. doing it, all right? So and, they're, and they've converted 57%. They've only converted 20 of them. Their opponents, their opponents have only attempted fourteen, so they've they've doubled their opponent output on fourth down. This game will be a four down play four down play game. So as you getting prepared to go into the game, you're saying to everybody, guys, first downs are going to happen, if they're going to be it's four down game. Because if we have to punt into the wind, what what advantage are we gaining? That's forget what about advantage it. are yeah. we gaining. I always it's like a these, whole different uh, strategy how to how to play the wind and as as punters and 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 you could talk to any punter. Punters hate wind more than quarterbacks. I mean, remember the Sean Landetta game where he yes. just didn't even punt the ball because the wind blew it away from him. It's a it's hard to punt.
5: Yeah, swing and a miss, that, that was from, uh, from Sean Lindette. And on the flip side, if you get lucky and you get the win at your back, you could see, you know, you could also make a case. You could flip the field. You get the 70 yard punt where the, the ball just uh, just right. takes you, off. Right.
6: But, but the field goal doesn't do you good with but the win behind goals. you because you could, could take it, because you might have to aim it in the stands to get it to go through yeah. the uprights.
5: You have, you have no idea. Exactly, on the kicking element. Again, 32 so and a do half. So you try
6: minutes. that? So you, this is a – uh, it's a field position game. It's all about yeah. field position. It's about when do we take a chance. And it's hard to throw the ball with the wind behind you to judge it. It really is. It's hard for quarterbacks. Do I lay it out there? Do I not? How do, is the wind going to take it? Is it cl- two clubs? Is it a three-club wind? I mean, what is it? And, yeah, tough nope, tough uh, for the caddies, too. Had, had, yeah,
5: That's a great point, too. I hadn't seen any player props come out yet as of today. I think a lot of the books are are, are trying to hold off as long as they can on releasing player props, but that could be a big edge when, when those get released, understanding what is at stake from, from the weather perspective, how teams are going to likely attack this. A lot, lot, lot expected to be different than what a normal 60-minute game would be. Maybe I, I would think if I'm, I'm the
6: Saints, if I'm Dennis Allen, if I'm Dennis Allen, I would probably be more – I would utilize Taysom Hill more in this game. It's a more of a Taysom Hill game than an Andy Dalton game. It's more of a six-back attack game than it is a standard play the regular. Like I would put Taysom Hill out there and maybe put Dalton in on occasion, but I would try to run the six-back attack because i got to keep the ball on the ground, and I would have a lot of single-wing plays in the game.
5: Would make a lot of sense given the weather. Cleveland, as far as the side goes, Cleveland either two and a half with the juiced two and a halves to Cleveland, or threes. Most of the threes right now juiced toward the New Orleans side, and that historically low total, thirty-two and a half, we're touching at now uh, across the board. As far as another weather game, you mentioned six back offense. How about one of those offenses in Chicago with Justin Fields and the Bears hosting <laughs> Buffalo? We we'll get the we get the real field graphic out here in a second. We're going to be at negative thirteen on the real field. Gus up to thirty-seven. If, if there is a lot of weather around the NFL, it would make sense. It also applies to the windy city of Chicago. 40s or 40 and a halves right now, Michael. Your total pretty much a flat nine. Money has come toward the Chicago Bears, who did cover last week in a very similar spread game against oh, Philadelphia. Oh man,
6: that was an ugly cover too. Wow, Philly had every opportunity to cover in that game. That frozen field is just deadly. I mean, that's where that's where hurts hurt his shoulder landing on that field. It wasn't that he got hit by a player; he landed on it. So it's like landing on concrete. I'm surprised this is so high. I mean, unless they feel like one of these quarterbacks is just going to make plays with their feet, but it's going to be hard to throw the ball. That's 22 mile an hour steady wind with four degrees. It's a challenge, you know, and, and I don't think Buffalo, I didn't think Buffalo looked like a Super Bowl contender last week until the final drive of the game when they went six minutes and put the game won the game with the field goal. You know, I, I just feel like that, you know, if Chicago, if they try to play a nickel front against Chicago, which is what they typically want to do, Chicago will run the ball on them. Now I don't think Chicago can score, but Chicago will run the ball on them because Fields can run the ball. Can Fields stay healthy? I don't know.
5: The other element is for the injury for Jalen Hurts, which totally flipped the MVP market. Patrick Mahomes now big favorite and, and Josh Allen has gotten a lot of steam and support over the last couple of days. Given the conditions and the rock-hard field you'll see at Sojo Field in Chicago, don't you think the Bills look at this situation, they see what just happened to Jalen Hurts, and they say, all right, Josh, you you got to gotta be cognizant of the situation yeah, and be careful. That. You can't, you they, can't and do And they it.
6: preach that too, though, Ben. They say it all the time. Every time they turn around, they say, oh, we don't want – Ben," but they call runs for him to run. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. I mean, they look, quarterback draw take off. I mean, they call runs for him. They say we don't want you to run the ball, but they call runs. That's their offense. They have to run the ball. They don't really. Their offense is led by him as the runner. And, and I don't think it's they want to take him back now. I think they want him to kind of go down and protect himself. But to me, I, I think that's clearly the case. They they. They want to run the football with the quarterback.
5: And you're stuck in between a rock and a hard place for a game like this, right? Because with those wind gusts, you can't just be winging the ball out and turning Allen into a pocket passer. You can't logistically, but you also want to protect him health-wise now that we're into Week 16. I'll be very interested to see how the, the Bills' offensive minds that be end up trying to trying to formulate a game plan because it'll be really tough to figure that out uh, nine and a half that's uh, and now down to nine that's an enticing spot again to uh, to back Chicago even though that was as you said as ugly of a cover as it was against the Eagles last week see if they can pull it off again as kind of playing spoiler here under head coach Matt Eberflus late in the season when we return Harry Gagan from the Against All Odds podcast he has a bunch of thoughts on week 16 in the NFL we'll get those next
4: you're listening to the Lombardi Line on Vsin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: Vsin is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a Vsin Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy Vsin sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only Vsin Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by Vsin show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving every game, deep dive betting reports, plus our ongoing College Bowl coverage with best bets on every bowl game. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access to the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I've been meaning to ask Harry Gagnon a question. It revolves around our, uh, Michael, we have our VEASAN secret Santa going on here. But we do it a little bit differently here at VEASAN because we do a secret betting slip Santa. So you get to make any sort of $20 futures wager for your secret santa. And so I feel like Harry is the perfect person to uh to get on here and ask Harry from the Against All Odds podcast with the Cousin Sal and the Degenerate Trifecta joins us every Wednesday. So like Harry, you could, you could literally pick any future any I mean it could be a single game bet too, but you you wow. you're yeah. encouraged I to like get as crazy idea. as possible. What what would you do with a uh where would you go with there on a v- on a secret santa with a 20 dollars bet?
4: I'll tell you I love that idea too guys. Is how many times are you in these secret santas? And the limit's twenty or thirty dollars, and what you get is just absolute crap, right? Like you just <laughs> exactly. it's it just, it just <laughs> tossed away. It's like, hey, thanks, and you just phony about it and fake about it, and it's crap, and you never use it. So uh, I love this idea because this could be actual cash in your pocket. And I'll tell you, look, last week I was on them. The week before I was on them. You guys know this. I, I'm, I'm all in on this Detroit Tigers, uh, Detroit Tigers, Detroit Lions team. Um, and, and I would take them if you could find it to make the playoffs still there's still plus money to finish in the sixth or the seventh spot I would take the Detroit Lions throw you know you could probably get a plus 170 out there I'd take the Lions to uh, make the playoffs I like that one
6: that's a great call I mean look they got Car- I mean the Carolina this week and you know I'm surprised mm-hmm. the line against Carolina is under a field goal which doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, December games, typically, that the ones that we think because they're going to happen, they typically don't. But, you know, then they got the Bears at home, mm-hmm. and then they got to end up with the Packers. And so, you know, they have three winnable games and probably maybe not the Packer game, but they're going to be favored in the Bear game for sure, right?
4: So, you know, I Absolutely. think it's a nice bet. And this Bears team, yeah, I think it's a great bet. I don't think Darnold's going to stop them, even though he hasn't turned the ball over since he's returned. I don't think Darnold is going to stop this team. What a job getting that fourth down last week against Jets, pulling out a gutsy win like that on the road. And, and when they play the Bears, since uh, uh, since Roquan Smith has been gone and traded to Baltimore, this Bears defense is in total disarray, plus they've had numerous injuries as well. So, Detroit to make the playoffs is one heck of a bet, I think,
5: right now. I, I like that, Harry. I will file that away. And keep in mind, Washington now has longer odds in Detroit. Same deal with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Washington completely now falling off a cliff, it appears. There's the rumors that it could be Carson Wentz back at quarterback. Washington has to go to San Francisco this week, catching seven from the 49ers. Uh, how are you looking to attack that spot, Harry?
4: Yeah, well, guys, speaking of that game and the Bears game, I'm going to do a, a seven-point teaser this week. Um, last week we would have gotten the, we had a win and a push because of that Raiders debacle. We had Raiders plus six so on a two team teaser. You get your money back, but what, that was something else, how, how to lose that, you didn't lose it, but you felt like you were a loser by getting a push on that. But seven point teasers this week, I'm going to take the bears against the bills. I'm going to push it up to 16 and I'm going to go against Washington here. Took him last week on that money line parlay. I'm going to go against him here. I'm going to take the 49ers, minus seven, down to a pick here for the parlay. I know it's supposed to be like minus 20-degree, 20 25-degree wind chill in Chicago. Uh, Chicago, in games fields has started. The games fields has started, only one of them have the Bears lost by more than 10 points. He's amazing with his legs. He's got a 1,000 yards rushing. He's got seven yards to carry. I think they keep it close versus the Bills team that is just one five and one against the spread in their last seven and like I said, I'm going to take the Niners just to win against Washington. Washington, uh, Mike, Ben, you guys mentioned uh, quarterback issues here. Uh, no one's behind them, and that includes the referees after that last drive of the game against the Giants on Sunday night. San Francisco couldn't look, couldn't look better right now. Their defense is shutting down everybody. They'll shut down the struggling Washington offense as well. McCaffrey, what a, what a transition pickup for them. Uh, three straight games, 140 yards combined, rushing and receiving. Um, and they can still San Fran's still playing for a lot. They could still be the number two seed if Minnesota's luck finally starts to run out here. They could still get the two seed. So they're still playing for a lot of things here. So I'm going to take the Bears up to plus 16 in terrible weather, and I'm going to take the 49ers just to win at home against Washington.
6: Yeah, yeah. I love the I love the the way you tease the 49ers. I don't think Heineke. I think he's run his course. I, I don't think mm-hmm. when you watch them play that they, they can't make enough plays. You know, down right. the field in the passing game, that really kind of make you feel like they're going to get this thing going. And so, I think their offense and they and their offensive line. This is a really now. Remember this: bad lines don't travel. And Washington has a bad line. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a bad line, and and they leave the they they don't even give them help. I mean, this is the second time that in their own end zone they called a pass protection where the left tackle was alone, and they gave up a they gave up a sack fumble, and they did it against Philadelphia yeah.
4: too. Yeah, and even if the line was even a, a bit better, Mike. I mean, I'm just thinking like, what's the best you could get? What's the best you could get even with a little bit better offensive line? What's the best could you get out of Heineken? Could you get? I mean, to, I think it's asking a lot to get like 280 yards out of the guy and two or three touchdowns. It's asking a lot.
2: Yeah,
5: especially against a no. defense that's top five against both exactly. the run and well, the pass. Yeah, defense is, that that, that, that defense, defense is going to everything. expose
6: yeah. this line. Yeah, that defense mm-hmm. is going to expose this line. I mean, they're just going to get after him. It's going to be hard. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a defense that, you know, it's different than Philadelphia. They they take the line of scrimmage physically, and they could try to run the ball, but nobody runs the ball on San Francisco. You can't, you're go- always going to have, a, I mean, everybody has 40, 45 pass games against them, and they wonder why they turn the ball over.
4: Nope. Yeah, and in, in the middle, Greenlawn and and Warner the two of the best linebackers you're going to find.
5: Down the best to best uh, everywhere. In the line.
6: They tackle. Everywhere. What makes them so good, Harry, is they, they tackle. There's no yards after the catch when they get there,
5: right? I like I do like the play. Pick them in the seven-point teaser for San Francisco. Pick them Bears plus sixteen against Buffalo. (laughs) Second leg of that seventeen teaser. I love when Harry goes up into the double digits uh, on on the big dogs with the teasers. Uh, How about uh, Michael? uh, By by the way, guys,
4: against all odds today, I'm gonna have to. I told I told Sal I would. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm gonna say because I just I I I didn't think Fields was gonna be good at all. And now today, uh, when we, do, we tape later on, right after this, I'm going to announce that I was dead wrong about Justin Fields. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. Michael I don't think That's you're
6: been- wrong. I don't think you could say that, Harry, because he hasn't thrown the ball. He doesn't throw the ball. You know. I mean, he, he gets him in the fourth. He's a running back. You, you, if you want to say he's a really good running back, go ahead. But, but he doesn't uh, yeah. make any plays in the passing game that are just not easy plays to make. He can't run a passing game up. It's now.
4: I say that. He, that. means he, he blow, he's blowing me away, though, Mike, guys, where he, it, it, whether it's a designed run play or a complete bust of a play, and he does a little stutter step, And, before you know what? He's gone for 50 yards. He's a great After, athlete. There's no denying hours. that.
6: There's no and denying I, he's tremendous as an athlete. But he's not going to stay healthy doing it. He can't stay healthy and now no, doing it. I
4: said, if he's got to stay healthy, and that's the problem. That's probably going to be a problem long-term for him uh, being in Chicago mm-hmm. with uh, an offensive line that's not that good.
5: See how it works this week, at least. Banking on uh, the Bears up to plus 16 in that teaser. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, rattle through your other two plays. The big line movement in Dallas, Philadelphia. Now yeah. uh, four and a half or five, depending on the market in favor of Dallas. Uh, Harry, how do you interpret the the change from Hurts to Minshew with the Eagle quarterback situation?
4: You know what? I still think the Eagles are a better team with Minshew in there, and if Hurts isn't. I just do. Uh, they're, they're a more consistent team, too. Um, uh, since uh, week seven, Dak Prescott has the most picks in the NFL. He's got nine picks overall in his last six games. Dallas' defense has basically disappeared, gave up 40 to Jacksonville last week in a loss, uh, and barely got by the Texans, where the Texans were moving the ball up and down the field as well. And people want to just say, oh, Garden Minshew, we've got to take Dallas. Not. Nah, I, don't, I don't believe that because Minshew, he's had 30 starts in the NFL. 23 of them on a bad Jacksonville team. This guy's career numbers, touchdowns to picks, 41 touchdowns to 12 picks. I'll take that anytime. Not to mention, Miles Sanders is still playing. I think he has a big game. He's been great for the uh, Eagles running game lately. I think the Eagles defense right now is, is clicking on a lot of cylinders. And I think overall here, right now, they're still better than Dallas. And I'm going to take the five.
6: Yeah, I mean, I thought – I was shocked it went to six, Harry. It was six earlier here in the week. It was. I was shocked. I'm with you. I mean, the Eagles are playing really good defensively. And the secondary for the Cowboys, if they don't get pressure, the strength of the Eagles is their offensive line, which makes everything operate. And so they can protect, and they'll give Minshew time, and they'll take advantage. And as long as the Eagles' defense plays as well as they've been playing and rushes, I mean, the Eagles have really improved in sack per play. I think that th- mm-hmm. this will be this will be a tough tough game, and I think the Eagles know that that because of Hurts' injury, they can still win the game with Minshew. He's to me, Minshew could based on this market, Minshew should be a starting quarterback in the league.
5: Sure, I agree. I agree. Keep in mind, uh, Micah Parsons also missing his second straight practice today with an illness. Just keep that in mm-hmm. mind on the Dallas front. Uh, head coach Mike McCarthy announcing that a little bit earlier. Harry's final play: Browns minus two and a half. What's your fifteen-second elevator pitch on Browns minus two and a half, Harry?
4: Minus two and a half. Listen, I'll tell you what, this Browns defense over the last month has been playing lights out, guys. They've given up just 14 points per game in their last four games. Uh, New Orleans offense struggles at times. They barely got by Atlanta. They held on for dear life. Here, elevator's closing,
5: but that's a good pitch. (laughs) Good pitch, (laughs) Harry. Thanks to Harry Gagnon for joining us. We'll talk Thursday night football as we wrap up the show.
0: There's a lot happening these days.
3: Zumo Play.
4: To the Lombardi line on vSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points in MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is Sports Betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Big thanks to Harry Gagnon, who you can follow, by the way, at AAO Harry. We ran up against it there in the last segment, but Harry uh, joining us here on the show. We did get a, a somebody uh, chiming in, Michael, saying, uh, would it make more sense to just roll over Lions' money line last three weeks of the year instead of betting the plus 175 to make the playoffs? That would be a better, wouldn't that be a better number? Uh, yes, it would be. Now there is a situation though where the Lions could get in at nine and eight, and that's where it's a, I think a pretty good pro tip, right, Michael, to talk about where yeah. the final three weeks. Obviously, do the math based on whether the rollover parlay makes more sense versus the to make the playoffs bets, but also consider all the different scenarios, like if Seattle loses to Kansas City, where they're a huge underdog, and if they lose to the Jets next week, and if Green Bay loses either to Miami or Minnesota. Lions could go 2-1 and one and still make the playoffs at the 7th seed at 9-8. and eight. So just, just keep that in mind and try, and try to make sure you're figuring out what is the most optimal uh, path towards making one of those future bets. Uh, Harry giving out Lions plus 175 as a, as a play he would make if you're picking a future right now. But that's a really good uh, distinction to, to yeah, think about. It is
6: good. It's a different way. It's being divergent in thought on how to increase your money if, to get the same by getting the same result, and you make a great point that you could end up getting a different. You could get the same result a different way, and that to me is where that you it puts a little fly in the ointment.
5: Yeah, no question. I think so. Thanks, Mike, for that uh, contribution here on the show. Uh, there's also like in addition to handicapping the wind and weather games, of which we have many this week. Injury reports continue to be a big thing. It seems like everybody, Michael, is banged up at this time of the year. Everybody, And uh, for Je- that is no different for Jacksonville. Their injury report just came out while we were talking with Harry. And I'm seeing the market now. Pretty much every book except the South Point, one of our, uh, our sister studios on the other side of town, basically everywhere, though, is up to Jets minus one and a half as we get ready for Thursday Night Football tomorrow. South Point still holding steady at a pick'em, but most books have moved toward the Jets with injury reports coming out. Uh, as follows here, and it's a laundry list. The big one, you have Cam Robinson, who is officially going to go on he, injured reserve, the offensive lineman he for went, the Jaguars. He was,
6: hurt the four, he was hurt in the fourth quarter of that game, so they yeah. played overtime in the fourth quarter without him. I mean, I'm not saying that they, they, Josh Wells came in and they played adequately enough in there. I'm not saying it's going to be good enough against the Jets' Carl Lawson, but the, I, I think when you know you have a guy out there you know, you got to do some things to protect them, right? So you got to chip. You've got to make sure. The reason we have so many quarterbacks changed is why we're at thirty, we're at at, at fifty six, going on sixty soon, right? It's because the protection schemes in the league have fallen short. You know, nobody uses a fullback. Nobody's chipping as much anymore. They don't set inside out. They don't really do a lot to protect the quarterback. And we wonder why they're getting hurt. And and Peterson's a perfect example of that. I mean, he he doesn't do a lot of that. He doesn't. You know, he's going to get five into a route you know but in this game against the Jets you got to protect because you got to have some time whereas the Lions offensive line did give them time
5: it's a great underreported under talked about thing you, you kind of we tend to blame the, the quarterbacks for putting themselves into situations to get hurt but it's the offensive line that, that matters a ton and for the Jaguars already had Ben Barcha a previous starter he's out on IR you know how Robinson hitting IR a full meniscus repairs the report from NFL Network Three to four-month recovery for Cam Robinson. That was just announced a few minutes ago. In addition to that, Brandon Sheriff and Juwan Taylor, each questionable. They have played through injuries the past couple of weeks, but those two are the right guard and right tackle on the Jaguars' line. Defensively, Trayvon Walker, linebacker, out. Again, the number one overall pick. Chad Muma, questionable. Foley, Fadukasi, out. Those are two other starters for Jacksonville. So Jags actually were pretty fortunate, Michael. Didn't have a ton of injuries early in the year, but it has started to pile up on them as they make their push toward the AFC South.
6: Yeah, I mean, look, and we don't know where we are with Quentin Williams. I mean, Denzel Mims got a concussion in the game, the receiver for the Jets. And you know he was out of that game. Is he going to be back? But as you mentioned earlier, they're going to get back. They're going to get back Corey Davis, who they need. They really Corey Davis is kind of like their glue at the receiver with Wilson and Moore. That gives them three guys. I mean, they play Mims, but I think uh, Davis is the guy that they want to. To me, they're going to have to. They're going to have to be able to run the ball more effectively to take some of the pressure off Zach Wilson against Jacksonville, which you should be able to run the ball on Jacksonville. I mean, look, people – you can move the ball on – Jacksonville's defense was fortunate last week to me the way that I saw it in the sense that they were able – you know, they they got the – they were able to make a few plays. They got the interceptions, which sometimes that just – you know, that – I mean, CeeDee Lamb, I mean, everybody blames Dak Prescott. You know, he's thrown four interceptions in the last four weeks. I mean, Mm -hmm. was that really Dak Prescott's fault? You know, I mean, the ball bounced off of him. I mean, think about it. I mean, you can throw the ball on Jacksonville, and you can run it. All right, let's go through it. Baltimore ran for 162. You know, the Lions ran for 100, dominated the game. Tennessee ran for 137. They can't even throw the ball. I mean, so go back to the Chiefs. The Chiefs ran for one. The best run defense they played all year was against the Raiders at 73 yards. That was the best they did at home.
5: It is wild to look at and the number since week 13, if we set that uh, demarcation line, I guess you could go back to uh, including it to week 12 was probably a better sample size coming out of the bye. Uh, but Jacksonville just defensively, it's wild to have seen them make this run when the defense has not totally cratered, but it's struggling 24th on an overall EPA per play allowed basis since the bye week in the league. So as much as you downgrade the Jets going from Mike White to Zach Wilson at the quarterback spot, and that is what will be the case for Thursday, you still have to think there are going to be opportunities for the Jets to move the ball in other ways, especially if that's on the ground in windy, rainy conditions that we're expecting to see there at MetLife.
6: Yeah, I really liked Dallas last week, and I don't think the handicap was wrong. I think Dallas got a couple bad – you know, certainly – I thought they were going to win the game in overtime and score the touchdown – I mean, look, let's put it in perspective. I mean, the defense on Jackson was 29th in the league on third down. They're 28th in the league in red zone defense. So they haven't really – have they stopped anybody? I mean, Dallas had 24 first downs in the game last week. I mean, the Lions had 31. I mean, they haven't played great – they played good defense against Denver except for three drives. Denver scored over in in London. And the Raiders, you know, the Raiders had a chance. They're throwing the ball at the end of the game to get back into the game. And the Raiders had a lead in that game too – so, you know, I, I thought they were playing better defense at the beginning of the season than they are now. And now they have – to me, again, when you, watch them, when you watch them throw the ball, they're 10th in the league in passing attempts, right? I think they throw it too much. They only run it – you know, they, they don't run it enough. To me, they need a little bit more balance with their offense. And when they get ATN, who I think is fabulous, right? ATN mm-hmm. is great. Then it becomes really – you know, ATN becomes a really good player.
5: It's a lot, to, yeah, a lot to try and figure out. On a short week against a Jet defense, number one in the league, and fewest yards per drive allowed on the season. Can Jacksonville back up that 40-point outburst against Dallas now coming on the road? Market going to the Jets side, though. We're at minus one and a half.
6: I could see um, that, though. To me, I mean, look, yeah. you, you, the only reason it's not going to the Jets more, they're not a three-point. Everybody's scared to death of Zach Wilson everybody's scared. There's still the Zach Wilson effect in this game and the Joe Flacco effect, because if Wilson gets hurt, we got Joe Flacco. That's a thing we don't talk enough about. I know Harry, you know, in his Chicago Bears pick, but what happens if Justin Fields, you know, you, go, you now you're running with Trevor Simeon. You're not covering that line with Simeon, I can tell you well, that. It
5: was Peterman so, last week. For a, we for Peterman, a right. Yeah, Peterman, right.
6: I mean, so, like, you're not covering it. It's like, you bet, you know, Arizona last week, Colt McCoy might have beaten Denver, but then when we got to Trace McSorley, he had no chance to win it.
5: It was yeah, 6-3 when McCoy and Cardinals were driving when McCoy went out with uh, his concussion. It was not pretty once uh, McSorley came back into the game. Great thing to, to keep in mind as well. We're sitting 36 now. That total continues to crash. It was in the 41 range early in the week. Now down, we'll update that to screen in a second because it's 36 everywhere. Now one and a halves at a lot of books. Now still holding out at one at a couple of shops. And real quick, Michael, as we get out of here today on a Wednesday, the other injury news coming out today. Uh, Devin Tuvernay for the Ravens. Man, the, the injuries keep on piling up for Baltimore. Broken bone in his foot, immediately put on injured reserve. On top of that, still no update on Lamar Jackson. Did not practice yesterday I, at the quarterback position. I can't position. imagine he's I mean,
6: playing. Yeah. I'm shocked this line's going up to 7.5. Say whatever you want. I think Atlanta's terrible on defense, but they can run the ball on anybody. I mean, they ran the ball on the Saints last week. They're in the game. Desmond Ritter didn't do anything. I mean, he, he didn't really make – I mean, Drake London made some great catches, but they didn't have a, again. They didn't have another passing game, and there were three point. They they have a chance to. They get the ball back. They might win it.
5: It, it took uh, look. It took that final little drive after the final second fumble by by the Saints when they went for it up by. That's exactly up, right. Up they're going to score get, to get foul to get rid of over a hundred yards of passing offense, but they it, could still. But run if
6: the ball. London doesn't fumble that ball, and and, and Roby shot. pick it up, they're gonna. They might win that game.
5: Yeah. Uh, looking at the updated line right now, seven and a half market wide, actually circa behind me at And that's
6: eights. not because I, I, I don't know. People think that's because maybe Lamar's
5: playing. I don't see it. I don't see it either. There is nothing to indicate Jackson is going to be suiting up this week. For the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Michael, great working with you. As always, a very early uh, Merry been. Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays, holidays to you and the family. Yeah, you'll be uh, there in New Jersey. I'll, I'll be out Go in California. Packers. Go Pack! I'll be rooting for we'll you. We'll be watching on Christmas morning. Big Daddy, uh, hope he sends you the cheese curds, Michael. Hope you enjoy your gift from Big Daddy. Uh, when we come back on VEASAN, it is Big Bets. Dave Ross and mall shot. take it from here.
3: Moplay.